Happy Saturday. Hello there. Hi. <laughs> and welcome to Live from Rabs from inside uh, the Insane Asylum, Rabs Country Lanes. Yeah, so how, where did that come from, the Insane Asylum? I don't know. It just it started just came, last week. It something. just came up, right? I mean, but if you really think about what, what goes on around here. Oh, well, yeah. Seriously. When it was just us, it wasn't so insane. But it is. It is <laughs> now that there are other people in the building, it's definitely yep. insane. Well. If I start to see rubber on the walls here, I'm going to get a little nervous. Yeah, yeah. Well, or if you start seeing like uh, like lick prints on the yeah, glass, it's, you yeah, know, all up. I'll be concerned. I'm going to be very concerned. <laughs> uh, well, hello, everybody, and welcome. Happy Saturday. It's beautiful outside. Oh my God! Yes, it is. Good golf I'm, day. We yeah. were. That, Nasty, sticky weather the last uh, couple it, days. It, it really is beautiful today. It, it, what a it, day! I just sat on my. I never and I never sit outside in the front of my house. I sat outside on my porch this morning, and it was it was just nice. Yeah, beautiful. And it was nice and quiet, yes. which I think I liked about it. Dennis got here early, so you'd have a good seat. I hope that it seats <laughs> nice and comfy, Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> Cushioned, I hope. Cushioned, yeah. Uh, and, and hopefully Olivia does not have the scissors and knife uh, behind you uh, today because uh, you'll a be knife? in Did much... she have a knife? She, I don't just, she was cutting his, oh, try, I know threatening she was cutting to cut his, his hair. hair. I, I, thought well, I don't know if she actually cut his hair or she was threatening to cut his hair, but he was worried that she was behind him with a scissor. Uh -oh. I understand. But it could have been a knife because, of course, you know, he couldn't Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. She could have had a... Yeah, you know what? It's funny because I've, I've been watching Dead to You. And when I, when I watch a show... Like I'm, I am definitely watching it. I, that's yeah. what I'm tuned into. I don't want to watch anything else because I just want to keep. You don't want to miss anything, right? But I get so, and and even when I read books, I get so wrapped up in the characters. It's just it it like infiltrates my life. And that show, <laughs> think about the two insane characters in that show. I have to say, Christina Applegate. I killed your husband, so but I want to be close to you. Great in yeah. that Kelly movie. Bundy. Yeah. Oh God! Yeah, that's another one. Kelly Bundy. Kelly Bundy. I mean, but they they play these characters that yeah yeah. It's it, it's a good show and it's and good writing. So uh, yeah, I like it. No haircut yet, and Olivia asked him twice, and he's still alive. <laughs> so we think. Uh, and, and now it's so easy just to keep watching shows because oh, they're yeah, just okay. there, right? And so you just on. you watch eight at a clip, and all of a sudden you're on to the next one. I mean, Three o'clock in the that's morning. That's what quarantine quarantine's been filled with watching hours and hours of endless TV. Yeah. And I'm telling you, I really, it's getting worse because when we come out of this, there's no way right, I right. Can anybody's going to catch any one of those shows to, again. You, the only thing is you won't be watching eight episodes at a time. So hopefully you'll be able to space it out. Well, you know, it again, is eight episodes at a time because it's eight different shows, 10 different oh, shows, oh, and you'll be watching an episode at a time. Again, <laughs> I'm going to put my request in for the TV in the office. That's yeah, it. I won't bring it up again. so productive. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can use it for plenty of stuff. I mean, uh, we could put our YouTube videos. We could up be on out in the pool right now. We opted to stay inside. Kevin's watching us from the pool with his hard seltzer in hand. Who nice. asked him? Who asked him? Ronnie. Nobody, actually, death. nobody asked them where they were. Right. Nobody yeah. cares where you they are as long as you're watching us. Sharing. That's nice. I like that. I love it. There's some, sometimes the some oversharing. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes. Right. <laughs> or conversations with uh, between husbands and wives <laughs> that, are in this, that are in the same house. Yes. Uh, well, Joe, welcome back. Yes, thank you. And we know it's Saturday when you're here to yes. be with us. Yes, and indeed. And with your presence. Thank you. How thank was you. your week? Uh, busy. You know, working from home has still been week 10. We just wrapped up week 10 working from home. But very busy. Some weeks busier than others. This week was busy with uh, the shuttle launch, which for right now it's 50-50 for today from what I heard. I was so bummed last week, Joe. Yeah. We were talking about it at 4.30. I, yeah. I logged in about I 15 minutes, 17 minutes before. And I as I logged in, boop. Yep. 
I know. And the poor guys, they were just they yeah. sitting there like this, which they're doing now. Yeah, yeah, yep. You know, probably yep. have to pee. They yeah. Even though they could pee. Well, they like, have catheters. Yeah, but still. A little too much information, but they do have catheters. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's – it's uh, so that was busy. And then President Trump with whenever he's going to open his mouth and say something, you know, we never know if it's going to be – breaking in special reports and then the riots I, that, you know, the news was not good this week. So but Joe, a lot of special reports in news. Yeah. Everything is breaking news and special reports because that's how you right. make your money. It's what the, they feel they want to interrupt shows for, though. And if well, you notice. Right, well, that's the issue. Right, the interruptions. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, breaking news is how they sell commercials. And yeah, you, of course. You know. Of course. <laughs> but it's like some networks might cover it. Other networks don't. What we what our news division deems breaking in worthy. Other networks may feel, eh, uh, not worthy. you know, and what they feel might be right. breaking in worthy. Vice versa. The ABC News head, who's Mr. James Goldston, very, very nice man, might say, nah, it's not important. Not so, important. Let's continue yeah. with days with the with, uh, with our soap opera. Yeah, but it makes out my job and my group, my team, we're busy because we're operations and we have to be ready in case they say go in it. Mm-hmm. So it's just, a, it was a crazy week. And uh, yeah, I'm glad it's a, there is a definitely a lot going on this week. Yeah, I'm glad it's the weekend. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yes. Yep. And it's a nice weekend. It's a nice weekend. Playing, I am looking golf tomorrow. To looking and to. I have a lot of a bunch of things to do here, but yep. going home yep. and just enjoying. This. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, when it, the weather is like this, I'm like, I keep looking outside. Yeah. Saying, Can we? Have yeah, it's, it's a day like today <laughs> that we don't want the show to be at two o'clock. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. Definitely. It's been a good time because you can get yes. things done in the morning. You, you uh, take the break, you come in, but yeah. now it's like. I could be sitting outside. Yeah, yeah. nice glass of wine. Oh, by prime four o'clock. Time. Yeah. Yeah. I right. hope to be by well, four o'clock. Plenty of time right. in the evening to go. Well, we're going to spend some prime time. Yes, quality time. Awesome. Quality time coming up. All right. Awesome. Yes, QT. Quality time. Pro Bowl is Saturday. Yes, it is. Future yes, Hall of Famer. Yes, he indeed. definitely is. Future Hall of Famer. Special guest with us today. Naz, introduce our special guest for today. Shannon O'Keefe. The one and only. There mm-hmm. she is. She's on the set. She's and she's, the, on the she's on the set. <laughs> she's right here. She's there. Hi, and she's Shannon. here. Hi, Shannon. Hi. How are you guys? How are you? I'm good. You interrupted okay, my son. You interrupted my son, Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> I got to so do it. That we're interrupting your... Such fair skin. So I got to, I just got to be out for like 30 minutes and then take a break. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I understand that. I mean, uh, although I had one day that I was able to like hang out outside, I haven't really done that yet. Yeah, but I'd like to. Make sure you use your sunscreen. <laughs> uh, how are you? How are you and Brian holding up? I mean, you got, we're all cooped up. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's tough being away from y- your girls, your your team, and not being on the lanes working because you should be working and bowling right about now. Uh, how are you guys doing? We're doing great. It it was definitely a really. Uh, difficult pill to swallow when things ended so abruptly because we were just starting to head into postseason for all of our collegiate players, our, our guys and our girls. And uh, our girls were a powerhouse this year. They were ranked number one in the country almost unanimously. And, you know, we definitely had our hopes up for um, potential bringing home a couple of national championships this year. And so I actually think for an athlete, uh, if you would have just lost and your season would have ended that way it's better than always having having, the unknown like my seniors and the other girls that were on the team with those seniors for the rest of their lives are going to question what 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 happened 
Yeah. And, you know, I hate that for them. Um, so I told my seniors that um, this next year, if our girls make it to the national championships, I will personally make sure that they are there with us. Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Because, you know, once you're a Bearcat, you're always a Bearcat. Um, even if you're just with us for a year, I don't care. You're still one of my kids and I'm going to love you forever. And um, if I can play any role in helping make their dreams come true, then I'm doing my job. So um, so that was a heartbreaker to start. And then you just kind of like turn into normal life. And we're so used to being on the go from January 1st until literally the second week of December. Like, I'm not even kidding, because we go from the college season straight into the PWBA. We have Team USA events fluttered in there and then back to the college season. So when the kids go home in December, that's our only break for the whole year. So us being home for this long, not even going into the office has been so bizarre, um, but so nice at the same time. Um, we had a little heartbreaker earlier this week. We lost one of our puppies um, and... I'm so grateful that we had this time at home to just love him and snuggle him the last few months, not knowing that this was going to happen. I would have been absolutely devastated had had I been on the road on tour um, having to say goodbye to him. So, um, you know, silver linings here and there. Uh, we've been working out a lot. We've expanded our home gym. Um, I'm running 120 to 140 miles a month and wow. getting some additional workouts in during the week. So. You know, it's good, healthy lifestyle, cooking a lot at home. It's it's good. Uh, and you, I, you guys aren't used to being home, right? That's the whole <laughs> yeah. thing. Like, yeah. never, and so, you know, and, and things happen for the for the reasons at, the, at, at certain times. And so you're right, silver linings with, with everything uh, to the best of your abilities. And it's an emotional time, right? Yeah. Uh, and it's an emotional time. Forget about just, you know, what's, what's happened in your family, but just everything around us. Uh, so being able to be home. But yeah. I, how many? This is this has to be a record for the two of you to be home together, <laughs> let alone just being home. Yeah, I think last year, um, for two straight months, Brian was only home for a total of seven days in those two months, um, and I wasn't too far behind. Maybe home for maybe fourteen days over the course of those two months, and so oh, and we're always on the road. Um, like I said, you know, we're either leaving on a Thursday, traveling with our college girls to a tournament, coming home Sunday and doing it all over the next week or then towards the same thing. It's Thursday or even Wednesday through Sunday. Um, and so I, I don't think our dogs are going to know what to do once oh, you leave. We <laughs> <laughs> <to> abandon them. <laughs> oh, who, who, watch, who, who's the, who, who watches the dogs while you guys are away? He literally... People say this all the time with their children. It takes an army. It literally takes an army. So we um, had four dogs, which I know were the crazy dog people, but whatever. <laughs> um, we had three labs at one point and a little schnauzer. And we lost Cola a couple years ago. And so we had just the three. We had um, Lincoln, Saber, and this little schnauzer. His name is Little Guy. Um, and... So then in October, our girls were driving back to campus on a Sunday night and there was this little puppy running down the highway oh, and, and they picked this little thing up. It looks like a little black lab and uh, they knocked on all these doors and nobody was claiming this little baby. So they brought it back to campus, which is a no, no, but whatever. And so they got up Monday morning and took it to the shelter right down the road from campus. And they 
come in the office. Brian and I share the same office. So not only do we ride to work together, we're in the office together. <laughs> I can't shake this guy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so we're sitting there and the girls come in and they start telling us about this little puppy and they start crying because they don't know what's going to happen to her and they feel so bad. And Brian is just working away on, on his desk, not even looking. He's like, where's this dog? And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> once these girls start crying, man, they got him wrapped around their little finger. And so, um, he's like, well, are we going to, are we going to go look at this dog or what? And I'm like, Oh man. And it was like love at first sight. So we brought this baby home. We got her a couple weeks later. Um, we named her Sonoma, uh, because that was the, um, my first, individual title on tour was the Sonoma County Open. And so we had had that name for a couple of years. And um, so then we were back to four um, and then we lost Lincoln. So now we're, we're down to three, but um, we have some senior dogs. And so we could, we could take them to the kennel. Like they have the doggy daycares that also kennel them overnight, but Saber's going to be 13 in December. Lincoln would have been 13 on Monday. And then our little Schnauzer's like 12. And I just think it's terrible to like put the older dogs in, in doggy daycare. They just can't run around like that. And, and so we literally have an army. We have um, a lot of boys on in our program that live in the area. We have a lot of alumni that have stayed in the area. And so I try to spread the love, <laughs> you know, that way they don't feel like they're living at my house full time, but you know, maybe once a month, you know, different people come and stay with them and, um, our dogs are very socialized and very loved. And so um, when we lost Lincoln, um, it was just so humbling and, and so amazing how many people reached out to us and shared their love and their stories of him. So oh, yeah. it is sad. It, it's, it's losing a member it's a of your family. Member. Yeah. It's, it's, oh, like, it's like your kid. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. And um, we got him when he was eight weeks old in Rochester, New York, which is where we lived at the time. And then we moved to Milwaukee. And so he was there and then we moved to Texas and then here. And so that, that little puppy lived in four States and five different houses. And, um, just, you know, he is definitely one, he was definitely one of our kids. So we've been fortunate enough to be able to have access to bowl at a, a center and um, that is still not open to the public. And the gentleman that runs the center um he fosters puppies and i can't even make this stuff up you guys so <laughs> we go practice on thursday and one of our girls that just graduated taylor bailey um she's living with us which is like a dream come true right like i just love when my kids stay home and um so we go practice we're trying to get her ready for tour as well and um so we get home Thursday night and she's like, Hey, did you guys know that Gary fosters puppies? And he just got these, these puppies because I apparently a mom and nine babies were abandoned in a cemetery. Oh, God. Oh, and so he's registered with a um, rescue in St. Louis. And so anytime they have puppies, he fosters them. And so I text him and I'm like, do you have puppies? <laughs> He's like, yeah. And I'm like, can you just, any chance you can bring them to the bowling center? We just need some puppy snuggles. And he was like, absolutely. And oh my gosh, you guys, like, I think we're going to bring one home. 
so as if you don't have, you have your your dogs for your kids but you have all your adopted kids right. I mean, the best part about this you just send them all back home at some point although you're letting them live with you and i don't know if that's a good thing either sometimes you let them, at least let them go go ahead go back to your moms please get, get away from me <laughs> And, and anybody that's watching, please don't get any ideas. We, there's there's no practice happening here. <laughs> yeah, no. 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 So thanks for for putting that in in, in, our, in our viewers' heads who have all already asked. You know, I'll come. I won't. I won't tell anybody. Nobody has to know. Just right, me. Right. Just one yeah. plane. You right. don't have to Just oil you. it. Yeah, don't have to oil yeah. it. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that'll last a, a frame. Don't bowl on the super burn. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's we live in Southern Illinois and Missouri has been open for several weeks. And so we've been able to head over to Missouri and practice quite a bit over there. Um, but it's open to the public. So anybody can, can do that. So, um, but we've been fortunate enough to be able to find a place a little closer to home. Um, not that it's that far. It's only 30 minutes to St. Louis from where we live, but um, it, it's nice to know people, I guess. <laughs> that's right. For sure. Yeah, that's right. For sure. That's so, right. so uh, tell us about coaching. Um, how that transition was for you to go from, uh, and I know you're still competitive and competing, but to kind of transition to part-time coach too, or full-time pretty much. Full-time full gig, yeah. It was really, I was really nervous. Okay, so Brian and I, my husband and I had this like pie in the sky idea. We both lived in Arlington, Texas and worked for USBC. And we loved the bowling industry. He worked in the ITRC. He gave lessons. He's part of the Team USA coaching staff. I worked upstairs. He's I mean, the best. <laughs> Give me a break. He's the best. We know it. <laughs> I loved it. Um, being able to work in the industry that you're passionate about is its like a dream, right? I mean, you guys know. So um, we would talk like pillow talk, like wouldn't it be so cool to coach collegiately and be able to do that together, but who's crazy enough to hire a husband and wife, right? And um, I mean, we know we could do it because we work together all the time. He's my coach, like we could, we could figure it out. But up until that point, up until I got that phone call from this our crazy athletic director who we found, we found our crazy who was not afraid and was like, yeah, I, I want to bring these guys in. I want to win national championship. Up until that point, I'd only ever really coached nine, 10 and 11 year olds. Um, and so to tell you, I was um, not scared would, would be a lie. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know what I was getting into. Um, you know, I was good with the 10 and 11 year olds, you know, like, you're just teaching them the base and this foundation. But you have these kids coming to you that are extremely established. And I'm like, oh man, what am I gonna be able to teach these kids? Thank God, literally, that he blessed the opportunity for my husband and I to do it together because he's a global coach. He's one of the most well-respected coaches in the entire world. And so he has been able to mentor me along this entire path. And then literally it was like God saying, here you go, I'm gonna bless you even more after that first year of coaching is when the PWBA tour came back. And so it has been just such an incredible marriage. I'm, I am immersed in bowling from September when the kids start, get back to school until April. And I am coaching 20 girls on average every single day and, and just constantly reiterating about the sport of bowling. And so my knowledge has increased and 
then we go to tournaments and we have to keep five girls lined up at all times on sport patterns and just constant ball motion and reading that stuff um, has absolutely helped um, me. Yeah. Without question. So it has really been such an awesome, incredible journey. And to be able to do that with my husband has been pretty great. Um, I'm in awe watching him work. Uh, He's got such a, yeah, I'm a little more high strung. <laughs> he has such a sweet, um, stoic demeanor. Um, when he gets mad, it I'm like, whoa, you know, that's just not normal. But um, my blood runs a little hotter, I think. And uh, so we balance each other out so well. And um, it's just really, I, I really am in awe of watching him. Our kids are so lucky that they have access to him every single day. And uh, it's been really cool having Taylor here because um, during this quarantine, like she's she's thinking about her future and bowling on tour and wanting to win titles. And the, all the kids call Brian D.O.B. because his official title at McKendry is the director of bowling. So years ago, the girls were teasing him and they're like, we changed your name in our phone to Brian O'Keefe, the director of bowling of McKendry University. Just being silly. <laughs> <laughs> has shortened to the DOB. So they just, and it's so cute to hear their little voices across the room say, um, DOB, blah, 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 and ask him all these questions. And, and to hear how sweet he is with answering them and his patience. And uh, he's just really taught me to be a better coach. And so we're just really really blessed to be able to do what we do and then to watch our kids go on to be successful to make junior team usa to win world championships to make adult team usa i've had several girls now that have been my teammates like how crazy is that um and then to be able to watch them then take those steps on onto the pwba has just been pretty awesome and to know that brian and i are are playing a role in in that um i can only imagine as a parent the amount of pride we have for these kids when we watch them compete and be successful is how it really feels to be a parent. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's, that's a great answer. That's a very that's good great. answer. Hey, so Shannon, before, uh, <laughs> there's a question from our viewer, but we, we <laughs> it's a good thing because it's good. It's funny, but it's good. And I have to go back. So last week, uh, we, that was we, a couple weeks, couple ago. Weeks, ago. weeks ago, we were talking about you coming on the show and that, Naz, without a thought, said Stephanie O'Keefe. Oh. <laughs> and then I, I looked at her and I was like, right. uh, no, Stephanie Johnson was already on the show. Let's try this again. Oh, yes. And so it's been our joke the last week. It's been a running joke. Uh, and, but however, it, it's kind of common that this happens. You guys are, are, are good friends. You literally have no idea how many times I'm <laughs> Stephanie and she is called Shannon. Um, I don't know. I didn't watch the show that you guys had Stephanie on. So I don't know if she told this story or not, but I was bowling the Lucy one year and she didn't bowl. She was off doing a clinic somewhere. And I text her and I'm like, girl, let me know when you have a second. I got a story for you. And she's like, same. And so we end, she ends up calling me and I was taking my bowling balls out to the car and I still have my name shirt on. And this lady chases me out the building and she's like, she's like, wait, wait, wait. And I'm, I'm like, I'm like, hold on. I'll, I'll be right back. I, you know, I have my, I'm going to tell my bowling balls away. She's like, okay, thanks, Stephanie. And I was walking with April Alice at the time. And she was like, does she just call you Stephanie? I'm like, yeah, it happens all the time. It's fine. And <laughs> she's probably just confused. 
And so when I'm walking back in, she literally hands me a photo of Stephanie and wants me to sign it. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's not me. Well, the same day, Stephanie is at this um, clinic and this guy comes up to her and he's just like, oh my gosh, you're my favorite. Blah, 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 blah. I have your bobblehead. And Stephanie's like, that's well, weird. I don't have a bobblehead. <laughs> Are you sure you're not talking about Shannon? No, no. I know for a fact you're on my desk. I look at you every day. You're my favorite. So I guess the next day he came in and brought my bobblehead in and said, I am so sorry. <laughs> but you're my favorite. But, you're right. my favorite. I know all about you. <laughs> but it happens all the time. And honestly, I mean, she's tall and beautiful and whatever. If you want to call me Stephanie, I'm okay with that. <laughs> Well, and of course, you know, that relationship has blossomed. So you guys always have some fun in the social space uh, yeah. as well. So uh, that's cool. And I could say, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't see it. So I don't, I don't get it, but that's okay. <laughs> right, but I know the two of you a long time. So maybe that's why, but right. I, it's it just funny. To but at the same, yeah, that's true. But at the same time, it also shows we have, the, we talk about this a lot. The accessibility to our pros yeah. Uh, is very different. So when you finally get to meet them and have that opportunity, right. yeah. you, you're, you're also yeah. lost in the moment. Right. You know, exactly. oh, well, look at this. So, yeah. uh, Stephanie, thank you. So yeah. that's how the whole kind of Shafani thing blossomed. So we've been um, members of Team USA. We both made Team USA together the, the same year, 2005. And we've been on the team ever since and traveled this world. And I, I grew up with five brothers. I, I believe God just knew I needed a sister. And <laughs> there it is. There you go. And so, um, we have just, I mean, she, she is family for me. I'm her daughter's godmother. And, you know, she knew that we couldn't have kids and, and was on that journey with us because we were going through that whole struggle in Texas. And so when she had her little girl and she, she sent me a puzzle to the national championships and wanted me to open it before the national championship started in 2017 with my college girls. And we're putting this puzzle together and it says, Auntie Shan, will you be my godmother? Love Kenzie. And I'm sobbing and I have my college babies with me and <laughs> for her to know me so well and to give me such an incredible gift is just, I mean, I have the coolest best friend. Sorry, everybody, but she is. <laughs> and um, anyways, we were on our way to the U.S. Open in 2015 from Detroit. I we pulled an all-nighter, so you're slap happy. You know, it's like the earliest flight, and so we're just being so silly, and we start just being crazy. And I'm like, man, this is this is the stuff that people need to see because they only see us compete. So they see our game faces. And then when they bowl programs with us, they're like, oh man, you guys are so fun. And I'm like, this is just how we are all the time. <laughs> We're competing. I'm just working. So, you know, and uh, so that's kind of how this whole team Shafani thing was born. It's just our way of giving them a little glimpse into like who we really are. And you're right. At times it's made people maybe feel like they know us a, a little too well, but <laughs> well, real, you're all real people. And I right. think that's, you know, that, I think yeah. we lose sight of that. Oh, they're professionals and you're real people. And, and don't get me wrong. You have a job to do. And I think the other part, you, you're very fierce on the lane. So when you're right. Shannon, when you're competing, it's like, bring me the yes. yeah, yeah. and Stephanie too. And it's yeah. a good thing because well, job. that's your job. Yeah, it's their job, right. So yeah. I could see where somebody would say they watch yeah. you bowl and they go, oh, I'm not uh, going right. anywhere near her. Right. That bitch is bowling. No, yeah. she's working. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I can see that. And that people are 
aren't always receptive to go walk up to. Right. I mean, you have both. You have the people that will run right up to you. There's people that will tap me on the shoulder. Like, I'll throw a shot. Like, I'm in the middle of a block. I'll throw a shot, and I'll come in. I'll sit down. I'll have somebody tap me on the shoulder, and they're trying to hand me a bowling pin, like, to sign. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, well, sorry. Um, well, that's, that's what the program is for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. People have patience. Uh, I mean, you got to teach them, and and I think again, it's 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 the thing that our sport has always had a challenge with, with because of our environment. You know, there's there's there is no space. You know, there's times where the concourse is so small that there right. is no it's player penetration, and right. so people do have that access to you. Yeah. Um, they don't really understand those boundaries. And I think maybe they've never bowled on that level. And they, I don't think they're doing it on purpose. Yeah. I just don't think that they truly are aware that this, you know, we're, we're competing. This is our job in this moment. It's a professional, like you wouldn't see somebody run onto a basketball court or onto the football field and say, Hey, you know, sign my Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> huh. And you might, I don't know, but <laughs> it's not a common. is, usually right behind them tackling them when they run on the field or the court. So, yeah. yeah. We definitely have had some scary encounters. We've had to have the PWBA staff walk us out to our car because people um, maybe feel like they know us better and yeah. feel like they deserve access to us. Um, last year, we were in a specific location and we had a player entrance and it was just for the players. And so I, it was like 10, 1030 at night, um, finished a block and I had to go to the truck. I, I still had work to be done with the ball reps. And so I walk out to the player entrance and there was a gentleman just standing there. And it was just me out there kind of in the dark. And it kind of threw me off for a second. And he came up and introduced himself. And I said, oh, it's so nice to meet you. Um, and we had like a little exchange and that was it. And I'm like, all right, well, it's nice to meet you. And I jumped up on the truck and then um, it wasn't like three days later and he's blasting me in a private message on Facebook that I wasn't giving him full access and that um, I, I need to be better with my fans and that how dare the ball reps after I bowled all day still need me to be doing work for them. And it's just, you know, there's just, yeah. At times, unfortunately, people don't understand yeah. tour and it can be really scary. Um, and so, and he came out the player entrance, you know, so people like, even though it says player players only, they're not really respectful of that at times yeah. as well. So it's, it, there's a fine line, you know, like you want to be nice and give people full access, but at the same time, where do you draw that line? So people don't cross it to then put yourself in danger, you know? Yeah. Very unsettling. That that's, yeah, yeah that, that's not Creepy. good. Yeah. Creepy. Yeah. 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 So there's a question from a viewer that uh, asked, how was your, how has your faith made a difference in your approach with your girls and with your own bowling? Oh, I love this question. So I grew up um, with a really strong faith. My family and I actually grew up Mormon. Um, and then when I was like 18 or so, I just kind of realized that wasn't really for me, but I desperately still needed to have a relationship with God. And so I found this non-denominational church in Texas, just, um, just really strong Christian values that just spoke to me. And um, I really think it helped so much that 
no matter what you praise God through the good, it's easy to praise God through the good, but you know, stay faithful to him and praise him through the bad times as well. And what has really helped is it's just, it's our foundation. Um, it's who we are. I, with my entire heart believe that, um, I am nothing without God and I'm everything because of him and that he has given me the, this platform to reach people, to share my faith um, that may want that, but they just don't know where to start. Um, people that may be under-resourced and far from him, but they know that they feel that they need something. And so it's been really great to be able to um share that and not be afraid to share that. And the amount of people that have reached out to me um, to have conversations, like how do I get started? And it's scary to go to church because I haven't been there for so long and I feel like I don't belong. And you know, God doesn't judge, you know, he loves everybody no matter what. And um, so that is really how I try to live my life. I don't judge like how horrible are some of these things that are going on right now in the world. Yeah. Um, and that's just not how I was raised. I was raised to love everybody. I don't care what you look like. That doesn't matter to me. And so that's really how we try to teach our girls is, you know, you respect people and that respect turns into love and we don't judge people because that's just not how Jesus is. And, um, you know, we don't most certainly don't push it on them, but at the same time, it's been pretty cool. Um, you know, on some weekends when the girls aren't traveling, when Brian and I are going to church and some of the girls, you know, say, Hey, I want to, I want to go with you and see what this is all about. And, um, just to be available to them, to help them on their journey, um, has been pretty great. But, um, I really believe that everything happens for a reason and that God has a plan and, and his plan isn't necessarily for us to know all the time. And that's what faith is all about. And that, if you stay faithful to him, he will show you his faithfulness. And um, I really believe that. And so it does help, you know, the hard moments um, in life, maybe not be as hard, you know, pray a lot for comfort when you're hurting and things like that. And I mean, I just feel his presence all the time and um, being able to teach our girls a little bit more, um, about that has been pretty cool. We had this really cool moment. Again, I really try not to push it on them, but I mean, they, you know, we don't swear, we don't talk like that. Brian always says, my little girls don't talk like that, you know, and <laughs> you know, it's really cute. And we were, we won the NCAA national championships in Baton Rouge in 2017. And a week later we bowled the ITCs and we were in this like there's a lot of pressure when you win the NCAA national championships to then go before the ITCs because there was an expectation that, well, if you win this one, you got to win this one too. And so there's an immense amount of pressure that our girls were starting to feel. And all those NCAA teams were like, good luck, go get them. So our, our girls, it's like the match to make the, the, the TV show. And you could just see it on their face. They were bowling scared. Things weren't going well. And so I just pulled them together and I was like, girls, like, here's the deal. Like, you're not alone. You're, you're never alone. Look at, you have all of us. There's nothing to be afraid of. No one's judging you. We love you. Just enjoy it and just take Jesus with you. And they all just thought that was so funny. Cause it kind of like put the tension, you know, like, and so the whole rest of the tournament, they would walk up to each other and like, just take Jesus with you. And it was the cute, <laughs> most adorable thing on the planet. And I loved it so much. Um, 
and they ended up winning and it was truly something special and they were able to tap into a little part of like how i compete and they may not have won you know i don't i don't think that's why they won i don't really know if god cares if we win you know how we're living our life but it taught them how when you can bowl freely um, and have faith that no matter what, good, bad, ugly, whatever, that there's a reason for, and you, you can figure out what that reason is and learn from it, then then we're moving in the right direction. And so yeah, it's pretty awesome. Well, it's mindset. Mindset. Yeah. Oh, it's really the mindset makes yeah. a yeah. major difference. So all you did was take their mind. And that was a tactic you used to take their yeah. mind off the larger prize here yeah. and say, Hey, just, just, just go bowl. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, we're just, just go do it. Yeah. Okay. It's the mental approach, right? Like we always say it's mind over matter. The mental approach is probably more than 50%, yeah. right? More than especially at a high level. Yeah. I, once you get to, to the upper echelon of bowling, it's probably 90% mental. I yeah, mean, definitely you agree with that. your body, but you may have days where you're not throwing it as good, but you're physically still, you know, pretty great. And it's all, it's all between the ears. And yeah. Um, yeah, that's something we, we really try to work hard on with our girls is um, in the importance of the mental side of things and focusing on controlling what you can control and let everything else just fade away. Um, can you control the fact that the team over here that you're competing against just Brooklyn to beat you? No, you can't control that, but you can control how you react to it. Um, and so we're really trying to teach them that. Um, I, I feel like it's such an easy concept, but it's so hard to um, execute. Yeah, sure. Well, yeah. Especially in the moment. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. we've all been there, that opponent. <laughs> Throws yeah. that shot, and you yeah. go, "Are you kidding yeah. me?" This yeah. is why I don't watch. This is why right. I'm in like <laughs> right. Right. no defense, no, right. defense, no defense. Especially yeah. the, the ninth, tenth frame when it's out of your control. You've yep. done everything that you've, you yeah. can do, yep. and they're going to finish last, and you really don't want to watch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> honestly, it's why I don't watch because um, right before I won the tour championships in 2017, um, we bowled the St. Petersburg. Open. I think it was like one of the last tour stops before the tour championships. And um, I remember I, I want, I just, I was mentally fried and I just needed to take some time off. And my husband's like, well, then just take a week off. And I was like, no, if I take a week off, I can't make the tour championships. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if you're not going to take a week off, then you got to find a way to stop being so freaking crazy. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and um, he's like, it can't be like, I, I for so long I competed that it had to be perfect and if it wasn't perfect it was terrible and there was no in between for me well nobody's perfect right so I'm literally setting myself up for a failure every single time I put my shoes on and the things that would go through my head I would never say to another living soul so why is it okay for me to say it to myself you know so um, I just went into that that tournament with the mindset just control what you can control let everything else go. Just focus on that. And so I felt really good. And my very first shot of the entire term, I pocket seven ten. And I and then how'd that go for you? Because you know, you, hey honey, you, don't break my chops. But you know, at the end of the day, the player's championship has been friendly to you. Yeah. <laughs> well, the tour championship. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, so this was the St. Petersburg tournament. And so I like took a really deep breath and I was like, control, you can control. It was a good shot. It was a good shot. Just get one of them. It was a good shot. Well, I ended up to go went on and led that tournament and won it, which then propelled me into the tour championships when it was at Richmond Raceway for the first time. And I went on to win that. And I think being able to tap into something, like I said, I think it's a really easy concept to mentally just say, hey, I'm just going to focus on what I can control and nothing else matters. I'm not going to let it affect me. I'm just going to drown it out. It's very easy to say you, that you're going to do that. But then to actually execute it when the craziness is going on around you is really challenging. And I actually love the challenge. It's like mental toughness challenge for me, and I love it. That's great. That That's, that's really great. So I'm going to jump in, Shannon, and ask a couple of uh, off-the-cuff, non-bowling-related questions. Okay. okay. Uh -oh. So we've, we've entered the gauntlet. We've entered the gauntlet. So <laughs> some of our friends here, uh, including me in the bowling community, we want to know about those pictures behind you that speak golf. <laughs> so we see the Masters. Yeah. And is, that, is that a cat, Caddyshack? Hold on. Let me move it for you. Okay. Yeah. So okay. my husband is a big golfer. Awesome. Awesome. And I mean, he just loves it. Um, so, this, isn't it so great? That's great. What we love yeah. is it says um, it. It was done by David O'Keefe. No relation, but. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> really cool. And then this one is actually um, signed by Phil Mickelson somewhere. Yeah, I can see Phil. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. we have some more like over here. Um, we have Roy McElroy signed. Very um, nice. We have this one. This is um, Jim Kelly. It's signed my best to deep. Jim Kelly. That's my husband's um, nickname is deep. And then my <laughs> husband went to um, Nebraska, won a national championship there. And cool. so this Husker um, Heisman stars, um, Johnny Rogers, Johnny Rogers. Yeah. And Eric Crouch, and they're all sure. signed. So those that's are just awesome. some of our stuff in our office here so oh, that's really cool because we have a lot of golfers here in the bowling community including me and including everybody here so they noticed that's that's awesome oh, but did you notice I mean, her stuff is surrounding Ryan's yeah of course right? that's she okay. went over to the corner the huskers there her <laughs> stuff was clearly surrounded you know yeah. that's what my all in the basement in our trophy. no no that's what a good wife does you put yeah. your stuff out there front and center too <laughs> for sure so also, Shannon, uh, you were a very accomplished female softball player, right? Can yeah. you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I played softball my entire life. Um, uh -huh. I mentioned earlier I grew up with five brothers, and so we were just kind of immersed into baseball, and, and they played football, and like whatever. I mean, I played volleyball growing up, all that stuff, but softball was my thing. You know, I lived for it. There's nothing better than the smell of fresh cut grass. And it just throws me back to my softball days. Yep. And um, I grew up in the Northwest. And so we, the winters were pretty mild. So at times we were able to play year round. And so um, I, I lived, breathed, like ate softball. That's, <laughs> That's great. I loved it. And my favorite time of the year is the, um, women's NCAA college world series. Like I will sit and watch every game. And if I'm not home to watch it, we're recording it. I just, I tried out for the Olympic softball team. Uh, when I was 15, it was wow. 96 Olympics. So it was the first time softball was ever going to be in the Olympics. And right. that was when the dream of being a member of team USA really bit me. And right. I made it to the top 60 women in the country at 15 years old. And 
um, I was like, man, I could do this. And <laughs> then I, I um, started bowling. I went to college at a full ride to play softball in college. It was a center fielder. I played a little bit of everything. Um, I, I had a really strong arm. I was really fast. I was, I, so when I was younger, I was one of the only ones who could consistently catch the ball. So I played first. And then um, once they saw my arm and it was a good infielder or whatever, then I started playing shortstop. And then as I got older, then the coaches saw my speed and that really developed. So I was fast. I could catch anything and I could throw it really hard and really far. So center field became kind of my domain. And yeah. I moved it because I felt like I had total control of the entire field. Yeah. yeah. I actually was just talking to my dad about this the other day because um, I'm, I'm just so stinking competitive. And he's like, <laughs> like internal drive come from, I said, well, nobody knows this, but every single inning, my entire life that I played center field, I had this game that I would play yeah. where I, I had to beat the pitcher and the catcher into the dugout in center field. And it was like, <laughs> my internal game. And so people would always be like, Hey, how'd you get here so fast? <laughs> we're walking in off the field, but I've just always had this internal drive to, to be better and push myself harder, no matter what I was doing. And softball was no different. Um, I played on the best team in the Northwest. We went to national several years, won state championships. I mean, just all sorts of cool stuff. I've broken both my ankles twice playing softball. Oh, wow. I mean, like, we're all in, right? So it was just, it's the love of my life when it comes to sports is, is softball. Um, yeah. So I didn't even start bowling until I was 16 and, um, that, yeah, it was, it was softball all the time. Did you ever face Jenny Finch? No, she's, she's younger than me. <laughs> so you know you didn't get to wear the, the so it would have been love, awesome to play so close to play in the olympics right yeah. in, in atlanta 96 yeah. but then nine years so you took up bowling the following year but then nine years later you're wearing a team usa team jersey USA. yeah and it's new sport for you uh yeah. i mean and then you're still wearing that jersey that's 15 years it's so crazy that when i first was like thought I was good enough to make or at least try out for Team USA. I was like, man, like how many people have the opportunity to try out in two different sports to to be a part of the country? Like how incredible is that? And so it was right when the tour folded and and at the time they didn't allow professionals um to be on Team USA. And so I actually left tour a year earlier to get my amateur status back because I just was not ready to compete against the Carolyn Dorn Ballards and the Wendy McPherson. I mean they were so amazing. And I was that girl out there that was just like starstruck watching them compete all the time, you know? And so I had no business being out there that young. I wasn't ready. I'd only been bowling for a couple of years. Um, so I was like, well, I still want to compete at a really competitive level and I can get my amateur status back and then I could maybe be on. Oh, and so that was my plan. And then I came home. I had to sit out for a couple of years to get my amateur status back. And you know, it was different rules back then. But um, then I tried out and I was just so excited to be on that team um, for just a year. And then it turned into a second year and then a third year. And it has been one of the most incredible rides and very humbling to know that I'm still good enough to be part of that team and to represent our country. And um, I've always been very patriotic. Um, 
I think a lot of that has to do with, you know, grandparents and stuff that were in the military growing up. But um, then being able to wear the red, white, and blue and represent your country in something that you love to do. And then to hear that national anthem play because of something that you did, you guys. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That must be, must give you goosebumps. All right. I mean, that's Just now. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> yep. It's pretty cool. So um, a bowling question now that I asked the off the cuff questions. Okay. How did, how did you and our very first guest when we started this show was none other than your mixed doubles partner, Billy O'Neill. How did you guys hook up to become mixed double partners? Okay, this is actually really great. So <laughs> I used to bowl the Lucy with Wes Malott. And we, I adore Wes. I love Wes. But we did not mesh together on the lanes very well. Either I bowled well or he bowled well. And it just, it just, you know, we both, I think, just needed to change the scenery. So um, we decided to split ways. And I'm like, well, crap, who am I going to bowl with? And so I actually conned my husband into bowling with me. It was still when he was bowling enough and right. he was like yeah sure I'll and, <laughs> and we win and it was so awesome well he was um part of the team usa coaching staff and he would go down and coach tournament of americas so that next year brian and i were going to bowl it together again and then at the beginning of the year they come out with the schedule and they had moved the tournament of americas event and it now conflicted with the lucy so right at the beginning of that year um, Bri's like, we need to find you somebody else to bowl with. And I was like, oh man, like everybody's taking, he's like, well, let's just look up the the list of people that have bowled in the past and let's just see if we can come up with somebody that, um, hasn't bowled. And literally the first person we both thought of was Bill. And, um, so I, I just reached out to him and sent him a message. and was like, Hey, would you be interested in bowling this tournament? And he was like, yeah, of course. And then we win that year, which was pretty awesome. So then the next year, um, he sends me a message because there was a regional, like an hour from his home that was paying 10 grand. You keep bowls for a living. I don't. So <laughs> he was like, you know, would it be okay if we didn't bowl this year? Um, so I can bowl this. I was like, 100%. I'll find, I'll, 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 I'll find someone to bowl. No big deal. Um, he's like, but this just for a year. And I'm like, this for a year. Yeah. You know. And so I bowled with Fagan that year, which was so fun to bowl with Mike Fagan. And um, we finished like third or fourth or something like that. And then um, Bill and I bowled together and then we won back-to-back -back years. Um, and those back-to-back -back titles were my first PWBA titles. Wow. Um, so pretty awesome stuff. We just mesh really well together. You know, I like people that shoot it to me straight. I don't want you to blow smoke. If I'm throwing it like donk, I want you to tell me that. If I'm, <laughs> if I'm making stupid decisions, just, you know, tell me, help me out. And so we, um, communicate really well. And, um, obviously I'm very confident in him. He's incredible and he's so fun to watch. And, when you have a partner that respects you and, and doesn't care that you're a woman or not, and if he's struggling and he takes your opinion um, into consideration, that that's a good thing. And because throughout my bowling career, that hasn't always been the case, you know, yeah. like, well, you're just the girl. What do you know? But um, he he's not like that. He's one of the most respectful people I've ever met. And he's absolutely the funniest person I've probably ever met. So it's been a really great um, uh, little duo that we that we have. So you guys make a good pair. You guys yeah. make a good pair. Yeah, that's great. Um, the last question I have is um, 
Actually, I'm going to table the question I had because Naz kind of touched on it. It was about the college bowling. I'm going to go back to our board here and our okay. friend Kevin. That's a good question. Our friend Kevin wants to know who was the most famous person, uh, not a bowler, that's in your phone or in your husband's phone? Oh, my gosh. Uh, a non-bowler. Maybe it's Phil Mickelson. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have no idea. Non-bowler. I feel like that's all that's in my phone outside of my family or bowlers. Um, well, we actually – I. I have a friend by the name of Joey Meyer and a friend in my phone by the name of Rick Carl. What's his last name? Rick Carlisle? No, 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 no. no. The uh, coach, of, he used to be the coach of the Pistons. I shouldn't even know his name. <laughs> Corelli, it's Corelli. So we met these guys through NASCAR. So when the tour championships went to Richmond for the first time, Brian wasn't with me and I won. And so I got to stay. And that was the first time I was ever introduced to NASCAR like live, like in person. And I okay. fell in love with it. I think you either love it or you hate it immediately. Um, and I just fell in love with it. Like I've never been a car girl, like ever. <laughs> like I do not look at sports cars or anything like that and be like, oh, dang, like that's just not my thing. <laughs> a minivan is like, dang, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 but um, I just, it's not my thing, but there was just something about the roar of those engines that you literally feel in your sure. body. And then I was all of, I was, man, I just wanted to know everything about it. I would come home and Brian and Matt Farber, who was living with us at the time, they'd be watching a football game and I'd be in the other living room and I'd be watching the NASCAR race. And they would be talking about wedge adjustments and the chassis. And I'm like, well, what the heck is this? And I'm Googling it, you know, I have no idea. And at the time, Brian would be like, um, oh, you know, my redneck wife, you know, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, long story short, the next year we go back to the tour championships in Richmond. And um, we have this friend named Marshall who has been in uh, motocross for like 30 plus years. And Brian used to give him lessons at the ITRC. So that's how we became friends with him. And he's like, well, I'm coming because I know all those people. And I was like, okay. So my favorite driver is Brad Kozlowski. And the reason being is he's the first one I met because I was partnered up with him after I won for this little like charity thing. And he was so nice and so respectful. And I'm like, I know nothing about racing. He's like, that's okay. I know nothing about bowling. And I'm like, perfect. So um, anyway, so I'm like, well, I have to have a favorite driver. So I just chose him. I didn't even know how to say his name. So <laughs> we, um, so our friend Marshall's like, hey, I, I set up a uh, a dinner um, with this guy, Joey. And I'm like, okay, well, who's Joey? And he's like, well, Joey is Brad Kozlowski's private pilot and his daughter. And I was like, what? <laughs> so we go and have dinner with Joey and Joey loves bowling. Like can't get enough of it. So he's geeking out over the fact that he's having dinner with us. And all only wants to talk bowling. And we're geeking out over the fact that we're having dinner with Joey Meyer and like so much fun. So uh, Joey now is a private pilot for Dale Earnhardt Jr., which is pretty awesome. Oh, so wow. I don't have Earnhardt Jr.'s phone number, but I have Joey's. So. <laughs> that's close enough. Though. That's, that's, that, that was a that's a great story. That was yeah. a great story. Rick, and then Rick Corelli, he actually um, raced and he actually is currently the spotter for Eric Jones, number 20. And Rick Corelli um, had the same injury 
to his neck racing that uh, Dale Earnhardt Sr. passed away from. And he got out of the car and he survived, which is pretty crazy. But both of those guys bowled the Open Championships with us last year. It was so oh, fun. That's really cool. Yeah, and, and Kevin makes a good point. The spotter, the spotter is, is the without, without a spotter. I mean, yeah. Yeah. you're yep. dead in the water. Yep. Yeah. It's, so this whole, like, the NASCAR, you know, scene exploding these last couple weeks, I've literally been in heaven. Like, it's on every other day. <laughs> so, course, right? so, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Awesome. Really so, uh, so just to go back to uh, college a little bit, what's your uh, recruitment process? How does that happen? You know, our recruitment process is all over the place. There's, there's, there's no right or wrong way to do it, right? It's just about trying to start conversations with people and see if they're interested in your college, if they want to come visit. I think it's really important. So come and visit. We'll talk to anybody. Um, if somebody wants to come to our program, we don't tell them, no, sorry, our roster's full. Um, right. we, we don't have, we don't do that at McKendry. A lot of programs do, but, but yeah. we do not. If, if somebody wants to come and be a part of my family and say yes to me and my girls, then I'm going to bring you in and love you um, just like everybody else. And we're going to work really hard. Brian and I really believe in our ability to make all of our players better, better. You know, we have some girls that walk in the door that may only average 160 to start. And then we have some of the best kids in the entire country that are coming. Um, and, we just really try to treat everybody the same and give everybody the same opportunity. And um, that's what I love so much about our little family. And we wouldn't be as successful as we have been if we don't have the right girls saying yes to us and guys. Um, it takes incredible people to say yes to us. And um, I think that's why like forever, they're just going to be our kids. Uh, we just love them so much, but we, we do a lot of recruiting through email mostly through email. Um, sometimes, you know, somebody will reach out to us on Facebook. Um, we try to just guide them over through our email because that way it's in one central location. It's easier to manage than on five different uh, sites. And then Junior Gold is always really big for us. That's, that's where we get the kids on our radar. So we start looking at the girls when and we have gone actually and watched some 12 and under uh, squads at Junior Gold which people think that that might be crazy, but you know, it's fun to be able to watch their development over the years. Yeah. Um, there are NCAA rules that a lot of people are confused about and don't understand. So as an NCAA coach, once you start high school as a freshman, I cannot have any contact with you, a family member, anybody in regards to you until June 15th after your sophomore year of high school. So um, a lot of people get confused by that. And so we, I literally will get emails sent to me at my McKendry email address from people that are freshmen in high school and want to start having conversations. And I can't even email them back and say, sorry. And so it's like I hold on to their names and I create a folder and I drop their names in that folder. And then June 15th, after their sophomore year, I'm emailing them saying, hey, Sorry, I didn't answer, but due to NCAA rules, I wasn't allowed to. Right. And so that's like the biggest thing is um, I think sometimes people get turned off because they may be reaching out to us in the middle of their sophomore year. It's not that we're not interested. It's not that we don't want to start that recruiting process, but we can't. Um, and so in about two weeks um, is when things really are going to pick up for us when we start reaching out to those um, girls that just finished their sophomore year of high school. Um, 
to really kind of start that recruitment process. But when they're juniors to seniors is really when it kicks into gear. It's when we start having a better idea of if we have athletic money to offer, if we can bring them in on um, an official visit, you know, things like that. So, um, and we actually have some international girls um, on our team as well. So we're looking all over the globe um, to put together the best team possible to win national championships. I, I could only imagine that uh, with the success that you've had and just the fact uh, that you and Brian are such nurturing coaches that uh, recruitment probably goes pretty well for you. You probably have a lot of emails to answer, I would assume. Yeah, we do. It's really tricky, right? Like we've been consistently the number one team in the country for the last three years. And so that can be scary to some people, right? You can, yeah, yeah. Be, very, you can be very talented, but then you can have some insecurity saying, well, if I go here, I could probably bowl all the time. But if I go to McKendry, I don't know. Right. And, and that's okay to have those feelings and maybe decide to go somewhere else. Um, and I, we have no issues with that. If, if somebody doesn't wanna be a part of our program, we don't want them to be part of our program. It just wouldn't be the right fit. We want girls and guys that are going to come into our program that aren't scared to fight for their spot, aren't scared to work hard, aren't scared to just dig their heels in and may be okay not bowling on that NCAA team for that first year, but are going to work their tail off to get right. there. Because yeah. when you can build a healthy environment for kids to really be successful like that, yeah. not only are they building confidence in, in themselves as a player, they're building confidence in themselves right. as a human. And right. so those are the those are the kids that we want. We I have this awesome story really quick. Um, there was a girl when we first took the jobs. Um, her name was Sarah Willie. I'm totally blowing her in here, but yeah. <laughs> she was recruited by the coach before us. And when we were hired, um, she's she didn't know who myself and Brian were, and neither did her family. She bowled junior goal, but I think she bowled junior goal just because. It was what everybody did. She didn't know that junior gold was an avenue to junior team USA. You know, she just didn't know. Um, and so when her parents and her saw that they announced that we were the new coaches, they she was thinking of staying home in Chicago and going somewhere local. And then they Googled us and they were like, mm, maybe we should um, give this a try. And so <laughs> she came to McKendry and that little girl, man, she, A, she had talent, but B, she had a work ethic like I would be a millionaire if I could bottle up and sell it. Um, and that is with a recipe for success, right? And then add in some good coaching in there. And within three years, her senior year, um, I believe she was player of the year for our conference and she made adult team USA with me. Like that's wow. incredible. Wow. three years, you know? So um, we, we live it, we do it. Um, you know, if, if we have people that are, are willing to take that risk, I would say, and join one of the best teams in the country um, and are open minded and really willing to work hard. Um, I think the sky is, you know, the limit or maybe even beyond, you know, uh, <laughs> them. so um, it's a lot of fun to be able to um when I'm, we're recruiting kids and they sit across from us and they say, man, I want to be on Team USA or I want to be on Junior Team USA or I want to bowl on tour someday. And then here we are, you know, three and four years later and we're watching it happen um, and knowing that we're playing a role in that is just, it's really special. That's great. Yeah, and you, you've, you've 
you guys have developed a culture there that is uh, contagious, and you can see it when you watch when you watch the girls bowl. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. and you watch the teams bowl. I mean, it's and you guys are there, and the support yeah. you could see it, and everybody sees that, and that's why they want to be one. That's what makes the program what it what it's become under your leaderships, yeah. and uh, people want to be a part of something that's yeah. just a little bit more than just going to bowl for college. That's right. Uh, it's not just go. It, it, they're looking for the whole experience. And you have, you guys have created that and uh, kudos to you. Yeah. Uh, and really, I would even say, and I don't want to take words out of your mouth, but kudos to the school for yeah, allowing right. one to see the foresight to bring you guys in, yeah. but for allowing you guys to have that avenue to do it. That's great. And our athletic director, when we came in for our little kind of recruit, like he recruited us, right? So we came in for our little visit and he was like, you know, what do you guys think? You know, cause he, he does no bowling. And we, we said to him, we sat across from him like, we think we can bring you a national championship within five years. Let us get an entire recruiting class in here. And we think we can bring it to you in five years. And we did it in three. And then we pulled for it in year four and finished second. And um, he was there. You know, he came to the national championships with us. In NCAA, you have to have an administrator from your school with you. And he was like, nobody's going but me. Our athletic <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's the only athletic director that's ever gone to the NCAA national championships. And the thing that's really unique with bowling is there's no divisional separation for bowling on the NCAA side. So you have D3, D2, and D1 schools all competing for that same national championship. And so here's, and this is what has been really hard for a lot of people at McKendry to understand is that when we won the national championship, we beat Nebraska, University of Nebraska, Power Five Conference. Like, how is that possible? Because, you know, you wouldn't see Nebraska's football team come strolling into Henry's <laughs> campus. And that wouldn't happen. But um, it's it's been really awesome. And the love and support that we have from, like, from the president of the university all the way down to athletic trainers, it doesn't matter. Like, everybody loves and supports um, our program. And it's just the culture, you know, it's the culture of McKendry University. And it really ended up being the perfect fit for us to then build our little program and family this way. Um, Brian and I don't have kids. And so we don't take it lightly that when someone is bringing their child to us and they say yes to us, it's our job to raise them for the next four years. You know, they're not just bowling for me. I'm raising your child for the next four years. And that is the hardest part of our job, you know, yeah. holding them accountable. And sometimes there's, you know, some punishments that go along with that if they're not doing the right things. And you know, we have rules um, and and we're going to stick to those rules. You have to. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean we love you any less. You know, mistakes are made. You learn from them and you move on. And um, we don't put up with the girl drama and everyone's like, well, how do you do that? Well, it's simple. I don't put up with it. <laughs> if you're gonna, you're gonna create chaos and and just not be a very good teammate, not be respectful and be a, a little bit of a bully mentality, there's no room for you in my program. Um, I was bullied really bad playing softball for several years. And I either had a coach that didn't pay attention to it or had a coach that wasn't willing to sit the best players um, to protect me from it. Right. And I always knew that if I ever had the opportunity to coach, I always thought I was going to coach softball, but I always knew that if I was ever going to be a coach of a team that I had to be firm on my beliefs with that. Yep. And, and I have been our very first year coaching. We kicked a girl off the team who just couldn't get along. We gave her so many opportunities and she just couldn't do it. And there's just no place. And 
there's girls that come into my program now six years later that still know that story and it's scary to them. So that's a good thing. <laughs> it's a good yeah, thing. No. That's very <laughs> good. That is yeah. a good thing. But I think that it's created a culture where these girls come to practice and it doesn't matter if they average 150 and have never really bowled before, you know, as far as like sport tournaments or they're the best in the country and they're coming here to us, we see them as equals. And um, I think that that really creates a very safe place for them. You know, yeah. if somebody take forgets to take their little shoe booty off and they fall in the lane, of course we run over, make sure they're okay. And then we laugh at it, you know, like, um, but they're, I think that that is what has really helped elevate it and make it special. It's, it's the things that happen at home that people don't see that then translates to success on the lanes that the people do see. That's wow. awesome. I wish really I awesome. was 17 again. <laughs> <laughs> Something tells me you'd go bowl at McKendry. And you'd be <laughs> I don't know. I got a granddaughter that. Oh, there you go. Up. There you go. <laughs> We might have to push her a little bit. Yeah, yeah. she needs a little Alexis push. Alexis needs a little push. Yeah, she's still young, though. But she's still young. Kind of, yeah. She didn't start bowling until she was 16. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So, yeah, proof positive. Proof yeah, positive. It doesn't matter. If you have a work ethic and you line yourself with great coaches, yeah, that's you, right. can you can but, do it. Plus, McKendry, they rock the purple, Frank. <laughs> they rock the purple. Yeah, yeah so that's even better. They do. Yeah. And, and you guys have put the, put the school on the map in a whole new way, which, which yeah, is really cool. That's great. Uh, hey, we could sit here and talk for, for hours. And <laughs> <laughs> Shannon, we really appreciate you taking the time and chatting yes. with us today. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, Thank you very much. And uh, listening listening to you is another breath of, breath breath of fresh, fresh air. air yeah. uh, wow. And I, we didn't even touch on some of the other bowling things. Yeah. But, you know, uh, it, I can't wait for the tour to get back up and running. Yeah. Definitely. Because uh, yeah. it's been exciting to watch you ladies have this platform uh, that, you know, you talk about it. And, you know, maybe the silver lining in, in the time of not the tour going away and coming back. Well, now it's been your time to shine. And, and boy, you, you have. So uh, well, really quick speaking about the purple and tour is um, it's so funny because like people will share, you know, like stories or something like when I win. And I read a lot of the comments because people are so sweet and and even like people that are nitpicking, whatever, like everyone's yeah. entitled to their own opinion. Right. But um I see sometimes people are like, man, doesn't she ever, doesn't she own other bowling outfits? Why does she always wear the same one? Blah, 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 blah. So <laughs> I, you know, and the reason that this is my TV outfit is because this is the jersey design that my girls won the national championship in. And um, I really mean it. Like, it's not fake to me. They are my, my kids. God just knew I was meant to love more than one. And... I really feel like it's such a blessing from him to be able to love so many girls every year. And when they go home for the summer, thank goodness we have a tour to distract me because my hair hurts. I miss them so much. This is why I wear this because go. this is for me to feel like they're with me even when they're not. And so that's what this jersey is all about for me. So anybody that ever questions why the heck I'm always wearing the same outfit, um, <laughs> It means something to me. Um, I was on the Beef and Barnsey show or something a couple weeks ago, and they're like, well, what superstitions do you have? I'm like, I really don't have any. They're like, oh, yeah, the girl that wears purple all the time. I'm like, no, it's not about that. Um, it's it's from you know, So um, I'm always rocking the purple from them. So. Nice. No, you, you didn't tell them that you didn't. That the superstition is the fact that you don't wash the jersey. 
Yeah, that's the other piece. <laughs> okay. They know, oh, she's wearing the same thing again. Oh, oh. Secret to winning all the time. <laughs> I'm sorry, I gave it up. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> all right, guys, thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. And, uh, a lot say of fun. hello to Brian. We yeah. see you guys. Uh, big hugs, and we'll see you soon, all right? Hey, good, um, luck. good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. That was cool. Uh, she's awesome. She's great. Now, I mean, who, what you get to talk softball and golf with a pro bowler. I mean, come on, home run, right? Yeah, and you know, you could and you you, you talk about the so, she talked about the softball experience, which I didn't know. Yeah, um, no Shannon in a long time, and that's how I googled full it. story I heard. I googled, uh, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but you could tell she's an athlete. Yeah, definitely. She. You watch her yeah. bowl, yeah, Nat. And I knew she played softball, yeah. but I, uh, you could tell natural. Oh, she's athlete, a natural athlete, yeah. and she certainly, uh, she works on it, yeah. Uh, so, and, yeah. And, and you could see that she works with her girls, yeah, and the guys is. too. But they work with with their, with their students to push yeah. them because that's a listen. An exercise reg regimen is so important, definitely in any sport, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, uh, it seems like she's there, no nonsense, but nurturing, which is. What people need to grow into good adults. Positive I mean, and a, a, yeah. a space to feel safe yeah, definitely. and to kind of make mistakes, but know your boundaries. Yeah. And, you know, um, listen, anyone who is uh, blessed to be able to be part of that program, that's That is that's a blessing. Amazing. I mean, that they have amazing. rules and they follow them, encouraging their conviction, yeah. and that's what it's all about. Yeah. yeah. And you can see that. Definitely. And, and, three, and she really was one of the, one of the best interviews, really. She's got so much passion, but oh, she's, uh, you know, she's got it. She's got the whole, she's got the whole package. Right. And so, yeah, right. And I, you know, we, we could have even invited Brian on. We could have went for another hour. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you know, Brian's kind of quiet, but he's really not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they are. And well, you talk about a coach. Uh, oh, top, top really, gosh. and knows so much. Yeah. Uh, walk you through them, and just they, they, they have it together. They have got this great gift. So awesome. Yeah. And Shannon, again, thank you for that's really great dropping in. Uh, with us today, we really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. that's great. I look forward to seeing. We look forward to seeing you back bowling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know what? I didn't realize while, while she was speaking. You know, the bowling ball that we've been using. This is from oh, this uh, one the 2015 Smithfield's uh, nice. Tour Championship. Very nice. Uh, those were keepsakes that they did for that event. Really cool. Uh, I've been using it because it's the only PWBA ball I have. <laughs> but it's uh, yeah, that happened to well, be. Well, you haven't been perfect. using it. Well, no, no, it's been a whole thing. Just been using it for the for the for the cloth. Yeah, for the cloth. And a bobblehead. And a bobblehead. It's, it's happened, it's happened. Yeah, it's happened to bobblehead. You need there. a little knowledge. You need yeah, a little help, you know. Well, you know, she. I mean, she's such an uh, such an accomplished athlete yes. that I'm surprised this doesn't move on its own because she's quite <laughs> quite the athlete. Listen, here's, here's an interesting tidbit. More useless information comes out of Joe Cal. We love it. We love okay. Anyone that knows, and you guys know, that best athletes on a baseball team slash a softball team usually center field or shortstop. Yes. Two Hall of Famers, Robin Yount and Paul Molitor, oh, for yeah. the same team, Milwaukee Brewers, Milwaukee Brewers, came up as shortstops and both moved to play center field later in their careers, and each won gold gloves at their respective positions. Wow. There so, it is. Dennis Constantino, more useless information for you. But wait, Dennis there actually you said you were it was the quietest you've been quiet, so far. Yeah. You just jinxed it because here he goes. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. But think about those think about that short position. stop and center field. Think yeah. about the, the, the yeah. shortstop position alone. I mean yeah. well really uh, center field really uh, like the catcher kind of controls right. the infield. The middle infield. The, right. the, yep. the yeah. 
center fielder. Yes. I mean, you have everything in yes. front of you. Yep. So, I mean, you're you're directing your outfielders yes. and that middle infield there. So, yeah. It's, and I, I, that's probably why she liked it. She had to be she tremendous. She kind of felt athlete. like yeah. she was yeah. controlling, controlling the field there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 And she talked about being able to bowl in Missouri. Um, yeah, that's pretty there good. Was a, a Ken, Kevin, Kevin, Kevin brought it up. Had yeah, they, did have a, they had an event there last night. It yeah. was a, it, one of the first tournaments, and uh, they were able to get up and running. And so it, it's it's good to see bowling centers around the country get up and running and bowling. The tournament the tournament scene, Yeah, uh, I, I saw a bunch of those Facebook posts yesterday, and uh, they were just excited. They were yeah. just excited to just get bowling. Yeah. Uh, yeah so, I mean, we all are. We're all yeah. chomping yeah. at the bit to, to – uh, you're welcome, Dennis. To go into it. Uh, I was a little distracted because of work today. My phone's been blowing up with. But it looks like the launch is happening. Yeah, as of 2.53, it looks alerts. like the launch is still on. Yeah. And then I got another thing in the office happening with one of my guys that when I get home, I'll take care of. Oh, but boy. Little, no, it's, it's hey, something that's You take care of him. I'll take care of it. No, I'll take care. I'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. I have, I have uh, his back. All right. I got, I got a guy. Yeah, I, ha I got a guy who I got to help, and I got his back. It's fine. <laughs> so I'll take care of that later. It's Saturday, and I was going to plan to open the show with this and I forgot about it, but I'll share it now. This is for you, Joe. Happy Saturday, Mets fans. Oh, the Mets fans. Let's check out what, what's happening. Uh, as, I missed the baseball. Watching. I missed the baseball. <laughs> Please stop watching the game over my shoulder. Baseball umpire at home. <laughs> Steve Reich. I like it. I like it. There's no different than that. We, we, Naz and I talk about this a lot. We go to the Going to a game, there's the umpires in the – it, it, it's sitting out in the stands yeah. everywhere. Every oh, part of, of the stadium. Everybody's the guy who can't, the guy how sitting in the outfield that can't see tell, shit. Yeah. How can you right. tell what a strike is right. when a left hand, if you're on the first base side yes. and a left-hander is at bat, you you can't re honestly see the strike. No, they can. Come on. on. Spot, I mean, spot on. And then I love now that they have all the TVs at City Field with yeah. all the TVs underneath. Yeah. And then, of course, everybody like nobody's everybody's eyes come off the field. They're watching. I told you. I right, told the you. Instant yeah. Yeah. The instant replay. The instant replay. You have to get to a Yankee game with our friend Bobby Coogan. Then, then you've lived. <laughs> then oh, you've God. lived. Coogan is the is the world's best umpire. If he's sitting in the <laughs> upper deck behind home plate, if he's sitting in the left field bleachers, how could that not be a strike? Bobby, we're sitting uh, 400 feet away. How do we know? Right. Call a cop. Yeah. Call so, a cop. Shout out to our friend Bobby. Yeah. I don't, I don't well, think listen, he's watching. But that's all. I, I yeah. think that's it's a passion. All right. It's, the passion. All it's part, part of what we it's love about baseball. Yeah. And Shannon yeah. talked a little bit about the NASCAR experience. And if you if you ever, if you watch those telecasts and then the events that happen surrounding the that right. the, the oh, event at Richmond, nice. it's awesome. They build two lanes. Yeah. Uh, in, in the one part of the facility, they're part of the race. She got to, to start the race. Yeah. I mean, there's a, a big part of that yeah. whole taking bowling and that event at Richmond, yeah. and it just immerses. Yeah. But I had to say, I had the opportunity to go to the first go bowling race uh, in Pocono, and uh, I'm not a NASCAR guy. I'm yeah, not I'm not either. But however, that is you know, to watch it live yeah. and be I had That's a hot pass and went down. I got to sit. I I, I got in the pace car. I mean. That experience on site, even sitting in the, in the grandstands, right. uh, we were in a suite. We sat in the. We were all over the place. Right. It is an experience like no other that everybody should, should if go you once, can right? go once. by all yep. means. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, what go one of the largest the um, not participation, but largest viewership. Yes. I mean, they get hundreds of thousands yes. of people at those races. Yeah. People in campers and the Indy 500 crazy. is, I mean, the brickyard, that is huge. And you know what's really funny? Yeah. That something, I mean, listen, if it's on, maybe I'll flip through the channels, watch it for 
I like to watch the end when it's like <laughs> right. it's almost yeah. over. Yep. But um, check it flag. We went to on one of our trips to uh, during youth games. Actually, Birmingham. we went to Talladega. Okay. And I was stunned. Now, when you look at when you watch it, the track looks flat. Right. But it's not. It is uh-huh. practically yeah. a wall. Yeah. I think that, is that is that the one that's is that Talladega is ninety is that ninety degrees? It's Talladega. Yep. That's where we went. Yeah, right? and I think is that the one that's ninety degrees? I believe so it is. It's, yeah. it's, it's it's close to like at at the in the middle. Like as soon as you get to the, it, I could not. I honestly could not believe uh, how. And so you know, the, and the tour was great because they take you through the whole thing. They take you on the track and they yeah, explain cool. to you. That that's the only way that they yes. can get the cars from car, uh, yep. flying off the track. Yeah, that's right. And you have to maintain a certain speed to be able to stay in a spot. Yes. But seeing that perspective of it just changed everything. It blows you away, right? Yeah. Because now, it, think of the skill that it takes to be able to, and those cars are so close together. Yeah. To just be able to do that, that's um. It was enlightening. It was just, yeah. I, I remember that experience vividly. Walking in the place, uh, the museum. The, the, it's really, really cool. Yeah, it's yeah. really nice. You, there, it's yeah. the science, but again, every sport has science behind it. So that's the science behind the fact that yeah. the, the racing. Yep. Yeah, I think uh, they, you, cool. you know, you see what all the cars are built like inside mm-hmm. from the older cars and what the new technology. Yeah, and if you pretty if, amazing. I've had the opportunity to go to a few different ones, and so the Tricky Triangle and the Poconos, <laughs> uh, it, but it's a whole different. Exp- it's a, just yeah. a, it's smaller. Right. Uh, totally different experience. And if you, talk, if you listen to the drivers, and I'm not, again, not a fan, but for those that are fans, you listen to this all the time and you have an understanding, but for somebody from the outside, you're listening to the, to the, the drivers talk about uh, the, the, the landscape and, and everything that goes with it. And yeah. they thrive off the cult. They thrive off the culture. I mean, that's a whole oh, other right, right. Yeah, conversation, a, but a, the yeah. culture itself is, uh, yeah. is cool. And of course, as we're sitting here, blast off apparently. Happened, yes, it happened. Which is cool. Oh, well, so thank good luck. Sending two men into space. Thank God. Less uh, work for me now. That's good. Elon <laughs> Musk is, is probably a little happier today. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> probably. Along with our, uh, this yep. could be, it'd be exciting time for, uh, for aviation. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Hey, uh, Saturday. That was a super Saturday. That was really good. That was really good. Tomorrow starts off a new week. We've got a a bunch of guests lined up for this week. We've got our friends from Williams Eye Works. We're going to talk some small business. Oh, there we go. Uh, And and what they do over there. Uh, Are they they phase two? Are they phase two? They're 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 open. They're open. They're limited. Yeah, they're open. By by limited capacity, right? Yes, but they're open. They've been open and they uh, they've been pretty creative in the in this space. Talk telling how they're taking care of their customers. I have an appointment this week. Um, (laughs) Very good. But I've it's 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 good. So Chris and Ryan spoke. I suppose. Let's see what happens. You never know with the two of them. You don't know. Uh, Of course, our weekly check in with Pam Silvestri. We talk food, and our friend Rhino Page is going to join us this week. So oh, very nice. uh, You know, Rhino. Maybe he'll talk about Mike Pellegrino. Pellegrino. <laughs> oh, and more golf because Rhino's another one that golfs. Really? Oh, every yeah? Day. They're, they're, I'm, yeah. I'm playing okay. tomorrow. Yeah. Can't and wait. We are Can't in the conference. Every time I, I talk with him, it's always about uh, uh, I'm getting pictures on the golf course. I'm like, dude, <laughs> uh-huh. dude and beautiful weather. I'm, I'm sure. Like, yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. So we got another great week here on Live from Rats. Yeah. It was, we're going to wait, Naz. Episode 70 is coming. Oh, this my week. God. Can you 70. imagine that? So we've surpassed us all. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, wow. So, Episode 68 in the books. Uh, we really appreciate you guys hanging out with us today. And Shannon really was great. Uh, was great. Do you have an old photo? 
Uh, I don't today. I didn't. No I old mean, photo. I, okay. I mean, I, right. who's got time for that? I Wait, saw right. you scrolling. Well, I, thought, time is I, I was getting ready to end the show. I thought maybe I saw you scrolling. I thought maybe oh. an old photo was popping up. But before up. we do end, we do want to remind you, if you have talent, we want talent. your talent. Submit I, your talent. Yep. Send in your talent. Send it Deadline. in. Send us your videos. Submit. We want to showcase your talent and award a, a, a champion of Rab's Got Talent. Yep. Very nice. Jugglers. Yeah. Juggling. I didn't even think of juggling. Yeah. yeah. Dancing, Dancing, gymnastics, anyway. whatever you do. Singing. Maybe I can maybe I'll call Bobby Coogan and tell him to send in his talent of umping from four hundred feet away. So, yeah. TikTok. Yeah. TikToking, yeah. Well, well, you know what? Until then, I, that was a fun day, but now Very fun. that was awesome. Enjoy the rest of you. Bye -bye. Have a good weekend. Bye. See you tomorrow. Ciao.